This is the Dos Cero Podcast, a weekly show devoted to fall in Mexico. If you are Puma, Regio, Chiva, Cholo, Fresa, Tigre, Tapatio, Chilango, or even the Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins the Dos Cero Podcast. Well, let's uh, bring the music down a little bit. Uh, this is the Dos Acero Podcast. Thank you, Frinas. My name is John Jagu. Always a pleasure to be with you on this beautiful Wednesday evening here in lovely Austin, Texas. Glad that you guys are here with us. We have a big, big show today. As you can imagine, after what transpired over the weekend in the Clásico Nacional, which we will discuss at length, we have opinions from both sides of the aisle to see what happened, what didn't happen, what could have happened, what should have happened. And then, of course, we'll give our neutrals take as well. In addition, we'll talk a little about the uh, Mexican national team as they get ready for their two... uh, Canadian Tilts, the first one in Vancouver. Yours truly will be there next week. And then a few days later down at the Azteca with uh, Albert El Chiquis Campa, who's going to be checking in and out with us a little later. But without further ado, I feel like we need to give credit where credit is due. So there's no reason why we can't play this. That's enough of that. That's enough of that. All right. <laughs> well, let's get right to it. All the way out in Escondido, California, a man who <clears throat> is probably listening and, and participating in this podcast while watching another game. His beloved Santos are on TV right now. Daniel Preciado, how are you? I'm excellent, John. Good evening. I'm not quite watching the game quite yet. I... I had to step away for a sec. I was making dinner and it was a little hot, so I had to step outside for a bit. Are you taping the game? No, crap! I Are forgot you DVR in the game? I, I forgot to, to to set that up, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit him in right now, so I'll be able to. So should, should we not give you any spoilers? Should we have spoilers? No, 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 no. Spoil away. All right. Well, nothing's happened, so we can't really spoil about anything. Were you uh, surprised with the result this past Sunday and that uh, that other game? That I wasn't happened surprised. That um, no I, one really I, cares about except for a couple of people. And I have to apologize too. When you guys were doing the picks, I literally fell asleep um, on on the couch. So um, luckily, I was on mute. So we like to keep our audience riveted. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my apologies. It was a long day, but uh, I did manage to get in my. Um, if you listen to it, uh, my Chivas prediction is I'm I'm like totally. 80% asleep. I don't know, like, my uh, subconscious was able to spit out Chivas. But, uh, but yeah, they. Uh, I thought they had their chances. They. Uh, I know we were talking about it beforehand. I personally thought that on this particular game, Omar Barabo cost him. Cost him the tie uh, and the win. I see. Well, you're conscious with Santos there again. 
and Scuba Medica and Reynolds. Also joining us tonight out in California, we have, if I'm not mistaken, a gentleman who did you did you watch the game, Hoyle? I know it's it's the big one, it's the classic. Did you watch it? Did did you did you? I did. Did I, you I enjoy saw, it? Did I you saw suffer? The second half. It, it was an entertaining match. Hello. Watch. I can't hear you, John. Hoyle, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. Your sound keeps going on and off for me. Oh, does it? I'm probably in a in a, in a bad spot, but uh, wait, just know, Joel, that I'm yeah, in your corner. Yeah, I did. I, cor- I saw the second half, so I, I was, I did. I was able to catch the game. Did you uh, second half? Did you lock yourself in the bathroom and? I just heard locking yourself. I just heard locking locking yourself in your bathroom. Yeah, oh, I, I, well, I must be I having some connections. I don't, I don't do that for Chivas games. No, no, you don't do that for Chivas games. Fair enough. <laughs> well, we do have another Chiva that has joined us, another Chiva fan, who, uh, frankly, I'm a little surprised that he was able to join us after all the. You uh, where were the pull yourself together to join us tonight? Hey John, hey everybody, what's going on? I, I assume yeah. you're talking about me. My connection's a little bad, but uh, you know, I had a, I had a council practice just to uh, dress myself in black for today, man. It's a very sad day, very sad week. <laughs> You seem to be taking it harder than Joel. Joel is like um, in this like he's just total apathy at this point. Ah, uh, yeah, I was expecting the I was expecting the loss. I, I even my prediction was two zero. Well, we'll uh, we'll touch on that a little later, Joel. I, we'll touch upon that now. Without further ado, <clears throat> a man who. Because his beloved was has this been a good week for you? Hey, John. Sorry, you're uh, breaking up. Um, no, it was Am a I great, still uh, breaking up. Good Lord. Yeah, I, still breaking. John, break are up. you on a 56k connection? Well, I think it's a 28k. Apparently, good Lord, I, I feel bad. <laughs> Let's see if I can improve the signal here. Anyway, Ronnie, as I was saying, I was uh, checking to see if you uh, had a a bit of a spring to your step these past few days. Well, it, it started off bad because of the uh, the stable uprising uh, of the week, but other than that, it, it, it worked itself out. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, the, uh, the stable uprising of uh, the big soccer Russell camp. It was pretty pretty intense in there, 
but uh, but after that, after you know everything you know cleared up on Sunday, you know uh, obviously the game. I'm happy about the game. Um, I guess the only uh, you know as a fan, I, I, the only thing I did not like was Ambriz going into defensive mode. Um, I don't, there's, I mean, the team has enough firepower to you know to put the pressure on for 90 minutes. Uh, and obviously, there's more pressure on Chivas because you know where they stand in the in the relegation table. And uh, I mean, obviously, America went into the game better than they did. Um, I think you know, I I, I think Ambriz just didn't want to lose. And I think you know they you know America did suffer at the end a little bit more than they had to. But at the end of the day, three you know three points is three points. That was very pragmatic of you. I figured you would have uh, been a little more, let's just say, dickish. In oh, your... gonna... oh, I'm gonna almost yeah. I mean, uh, that's gonna be later for the show. You know, making fun of the guys. Oh well, you do have your own prepared segment, so we'll uh, we'll jump into that a little bit later with the yeah. win with that. But let's talk about the game now. Final score was two one. Of course, all the goals happened in the second half, and. America was able to score pretty quickly in the second half with uh, Carlos Darwin Quintero, the goal scientist, and then Oribe Peralta followed up a little bit later with a goal of his own before Juliet Peña was able to at least make it interesting for the past uh, for the last few minutes. Now, Ronnie, I have to ask you: you uh, have been very critical of Mr. Quintero and, and Oribe Peralta, but over the, over the past few weeks, they've kind of been carrying the team. You must have had a very stern chat with them in, in order for them to start performing better. Well, Quintero's actually picked up really, you know, with, you know, the game where he comes in as a sub, you know, for Blanco. I mean, Quintero's been, you know, Quintero hasn't been very consistent this season. Well, I mean, he just hasn't been a consistent, you know, with America. I mean, I think it's safe to say that, you know, people were expecting to see the same productivity that he had when he was with the Santos. Sure. Um, Oribe Peralta, on the other hand, he started strong when he first went to America, and then he just kind of like went into a rut, and it seems like he's getting back out of the rut. Um, now, again, it, I'm not a big fan of Quinteros because I think he's just been very inconsistent with the team. But I mean, I'm glad that he. I hopefully, I mean, I hope he proves me wrong. I hopefully he can, you know, he can go back to his uh, to to the days where he was, you know, lighting it up with Santos. It's very interesting that you bring that up because he even talked about how different living in Mexico City is to Torreon when he first got to America. He said, you know, when I'd go to practice at Torreon, it would take me five minutes to go across town. Here it takes me two hours. Now, I'm not sure why he didn't, you know, live in Santa Ursula so the, the, the commute wouldn't be as bad. But, I mean, I lived in Mexico City. I mean, you, you could be two miles away and still it would still take you two hours. So I, I understand that. But... The guy that's really surprised me, though, was Oribe because his touch to set up Darwin in that first goal was was just simply sensational. Very subtle what he did. He brought it down with his with his thigh and put it right in the path of, of Quintero, who, frankly, if he's going to score a goal, those, those are the kinds of goals that he scores or, or does best at or are those diagonal shots into the top corners of the net and, 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 and Oribe set him up perfectly. And then, of course, he got a second one with a header 
and then all hell broke loose with red cards and fouls and beer cans being thrown onto the field. I mean, frankly, it was uh, as a Chivas fan, I'm sure you guys were absolutely just disgusted and revolted by the actions of the fans, right? Right, Juan? You know what? Uh, they used to do that to Bruno Marioni in, uh, in the Atlas games, and that fool, isn't there a video of him, like, catching the beer and drinking it? I think there is, and I've also seen uh, when somebody threw a banana to Danny Alves, he picked it up and ate it as well, so... But that yeah, did, did not happen. I mean, Paul Aguilar got hit by a beer, and you know, he acted like he'd gotten hit by, a, you know, a bag of batteries. It hurts, though. It hurts. <laughs> no, no, but you down for like thirty minutes, right? That's why they had to give so much, uh, so much compensation time. I'm, I'm gonna assume, Ronnie, that you have been, you've been hit by drinks many times, but usually in the face. Is that correct? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Nice. No, 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 never. Not once. Not once. Well, actually, I guess that kind of makes sense. I won't get into the details because of that, but you, you're probably right. You're probably Ronnie, have, right. have you ever have you ever thrown a, a cocktail at someone like like in Maid? Like just like chuck the drink at them <laughs> in disgust. In disgust for their terrible yeah. service. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's my question, and now. As as a fan, when you go to a you know a Chivas game in America or even a Mexico game, I mean you have your drinking beer and then you have to have your throwing beer, right? I mean, and that usually the, I mean you don't want to waste your drinking beer. I don't hang right. around with, I don't hang around with the Mongol racists. I, I you know I keep it pretty classy. John, the yes, throwing sir. the throwing beer is usually was the first beer recycled. Recycled throwing beer, I understand. Yes. Uh, a little warmer, but but, warmer, but certainly yeah. just as frothy, I believe, is what you're saying. <laughs> now, now I, I did notice that uh, when when Chivas brought in Carlos Peña, Julit, the guy who has been ridiculed over the past week because of his, let's just say, condition. Because of his perm? He's wearing a perm in Mexico. Is that not like just the worst haircut? I mean, let, 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 we'll talk about Carlos Pena and his performance. I'm telling you, he needs to wear one of those, like, you know, those. I, I, it, it reminds me of, like, those album covers from, like, the 1980s, dude. Wasn't 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 the music and stuff. Oh, no, 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 no,
he knows how to keep the ball very close to, to, to his legs and stuff like that where, you know, he can draw a foul. And it seems like the player, I mean, he got by the defense, the defender, like, with relative ease because of the way the way he was shielding the ball. And, you know, before you know it, he gets past him. And then, he you know, he crosses over to Oribe and Oribe heads it in. And I just thought that was just a beautiful play because, I mean, it, it, the, the defender just couldn't do anything because if he tried, he would have fouled him. And next thing you know, a penalty. Right. No, Sambu is definitely one of the best, uh, I guess, ball hiders in, in Liga MX. There's no question. And, and to Oribe, That looked like a penalty, by the way. I thought, I thought uh, you were talking to the, uh, about the Santos. Yeah, he didn't bring his arm up, so no foul. But anyway, but Oribe, to his credit, the minute he scored the goal, the first guy he went to was Samba. was like, dude. This yeah. is your goal. I just pushed it with my head. Thank you very much. It, it, it is. I mean, it was, dude. I mean, that was all Sambu, dude. I mean, and he, he does that. I mean, he, he sometimes he just, you know, he gives those type of passes where – and this is, I guess, I guess this is why I'm sometimes I'm very frustrated with, like, you know, Darwin and, and, and Miki Arroyo because sometimes, you know, Sambu or, you know, they he gives these, like, amazing passes, dude, where all you have to do is just tap it in, you know? And they screw it up. I, I would agree. I would agree with the Royal, but Darwin, I'd say in the last eight weeks, probably has been probably your most consistent player outside I, of Osambo. I don't think. I don't think you know. I don't get that the been that consistent. I don't get the duela. Well, I mean, the past two three games he's been fine, but but I mean, I, I wouldn't say that he's been very consistent this season. I'd say it's been more, a lot more than 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 two three games. <clears throat> but go on, sorry. Now, speaking of of, of Sambuesa, when all the yellow cards and red cards were coming out, and then Omar Bravo <laughs> tried to pick a fight with Sambu and it didn't go very well. Now, as a as a neutral watching that, I th- I thought it, died, it was just awful. Now, I I would love to get a Chivas perspective from that play because Bravo had a bad night, and that to me just punctuated just how much Chivas needs a different guy leading the team. One, one, one question, one question, John, and this goes to the yes. Chivas guys. Um, you know, I have to, because you brought up the whole uh, Omar Bravo, you know, trying to retaliate and stuff like that, and obviously, it was embarrassing. Guy, well, he he was talking about you know Quinteros laughing and stuff like that. Now, would you guys give Bravo tres por chismoso for you know for tattletaling? I would. You would. Yeah, I would. What about you, what about you, Juan? You know, I think it depends on the on the state of the locker room because you have to keep in mind Chivas is in a relegation battle, so you know you can't tell your teammates, "Say hey, you guys are crap," because then you know they need to get out of the funk. So you know if they can deflect some of the criticism, <clears throat> like him as a leader, he. I mean, I understand your point where he's you know he's tattletaling. Obviously, you know, snitches get stitches, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody's got to step up and take the criticism, like, away from all the players because these are players that they're still youth players. They're, they're you know, they're, they're, they, most of them got less than 50 games in Juan, prison. Juan, Juan, that's yeah. what Almeida was brought in for. Was brought now, in for what? Now, Joel, for, before, for what before, you talk, before you talk, Joel, I do have a, a new segment that I want to oh, start with you. So... Now, that has nothing to do with Vina Lavandero, but I think okay. this is very appropriate. You ready? All right, so this, this is Joel's new segment. 
Welcome, Fantasy Island. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? <sighs> it's reality check time with Jolie. Those young people are about to get a dose of reality. Those young people oh, are about to I get doubled. a dose of reality. Go ahead, Flip. Oh, man. I don't know if I can live up to that. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> what Juan is talking about, the players, uh, all the pressure, that was one of the main selling points for Almeida. So, I mean, well, if, you're, if you're still saying they need to take that, you know, you need someone to step up and take it away from them, you're pretty much saying that Almeida hasn't done his job. Well, that just depends if you have a, in my opinion, that's a narrow, narrow-minded uh, way of looking at things because uh, Wait, but team, that, uh, that was that was a selling point. That's not my point of view. That's actually what was, what, you know, how what they justified bringing him for. Yeah, but he wasn't uh, these guys' first choice. So, anyways, Almeida's yeah, there. See, but that doesn't matter because he he knew he knew like what was at stake, and he agreed to come in and uh, you know coach the team. So you really can't make excuses. He 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 knew what. You know what the situation was, and he agreed. Not only that, but wasn't he brought in Joel uh, as someone who was advertised as uh, as a relegation specialist? Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I'm telling this guy, if, if you if you still need someone to take that pressure away, the main guy you brought in to do it, he hasn't done his job. I don't know if, if you look at the way the team plays uh, on the field. You know how they take the field, how they treat the ball. Uh, obviously, they're not—they're just simply not finishing their chances. And and actually, you know, Bravo is one of the main guys that should shoulder responsibility, and he was sent to the bench. But I think as a coach, you know, if you're telling me Almeida's not doing his job because he has a uh, Michel Vasquez, he's got a, a really green guy and Angel Saldivar. Quinteros made. Can I finish? You have uh, Omar Bravo in a slump. I you saw know, you. And you, <laughs> you're telling. So most of the goal production is coming from the midfielders, and then hey. you tell him, "Hey, Almeida's not doing his job." I think he is. If the midfielders are scoring because the forwards are, they're not able to finish their chances. Then I can't really fault the the, the coach. If, if the you team, have a, that team, that team did reach the semifinals. Right. So so any look at that the score, doing, that, but that, that is doing worse is pretty no. much. If no you look at the front line, the front line is is not the same that it was when they reached the semifinals because at that time they had Angel Reina, they had uh, Marco Fabian, they had Brizuela. That they had they had a lot of freedom up front with Omar Bravo uh, most games, and they also had Kubo uh, and the Nigris. Anyways, these guys up front they had a lot of freedom. You lost Fabian, so you have to incorporate two new players, which is Orbelin and Gulit. Gulit's finally stepping on and he's producing. But you lost that player that you had in Reina. That's uh, very dynamic, very, you know. Then he was already he was already settled in. So I think you're saying it's the same team, but it's really not. It's not the same team. You you don't have any. There's if you look at the forwards at the front line, who's who's there to compete with uh, Michel Vasquez or Saldivar uh, to say, hey, you know, I gotta step it up because there's a guy behind me. Well, they sent him away. Spot. They sent him away, Juan. It's Fierro and they. They sent him away to Querétaro. Well, was not the only guy that got in the way, man. It was Kubo, which they already knew was leaving. Uh, it was Denigris because he was injured, but, I mean, he wasn't going to be injured forever. Yes, he's old, but, you know, that's another pressure. An another player with experience that can, you know, add to these to these guys that are green. 
because Chivas is a team that keeps producing players, oh, but they're oh, not oh, oh, oh. players sure. that can stay in first division very long and be productive. Like they're there two, three seasons and two, three years, then they're gone because they they didn't pan out. So it's like a constant uh, rebuilding phase. I don't know. I think you're expecting a miracle, considering the front line and the team looks good playing. No, no, not, not I don't a miracle. Expecting a miracle at all. I think that he's. I mean, look. If you look at this game, you know, I mean, we can talk about deserve and, and not deserve. El hubiera no existe, but you know, there were some very questionable ref, refereeing calls that they win against Chivas way. You know, in another game, they're gonna go in their favor and they'll win, and that's just that's just the way the game is, man. All right, all right, Juan. Uh, you're saying they're playing good. I think against Monterrey, then what should we expect? I think they're. I think they're. They're definitely they're playing well, but they're not finishing. So they're they're obviously not getting the result. So you know you, I really don't know what to expect, man. They obviously they, they pass they move around while they create chances. They're they're just not finishing. Uh, look at Omar Bravo, how many chances he had to to put away and he didn't. And these are chances he would normally put away. You know even maybe even the pressure is getting to him. And he's the leader of the team. That's what I think. You know, you got guys like Dedos Lopez, they're supposed to be stepping up, and they're, you know, they're, it's like the pressure is getting to them, man. You can say, hey, you know, I, I don't think the press in, in, in Argentina is the same as the press in Mexico, maybe it, in that regard. Cause over it's, here, actually, it's actually worse, dude. It well, is. The, the press in Mexico has gotten actually... The, by the, the press fans, in Mexico. Right? Hello? I don't know. You should even see. Uh, I think Ronnie used to post the videos uh, when uh, La Volpe used to go on the talk shows over there. Yeah, with uh, he yeah, used to counter every single point he made, and you know he he shows up in Mexico and uh, I think most of the time they roll up the red carpet. Oh, John got disconnected. He's back. And we have we have Dan here. Dan's gonna take over the captain's chair. Yeah, I'm here. You know, if you look at the team, I think the pressure's getting to them, man. I mean, the you know, the team, the team's not winning. They. But, you but know, see, that, that's, that's the point gonna, I was making. That they're they're gonna, gonna change. The, they're gonna change the manager at the end of the season. It, everything points to that. And uh, well, I mean, the, at, at what point do you? Uh, is there any point? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm just wondering. At, at what point do you ever blame the players, or is there a time where you do blame the players? Because I think that the the function uh, or the the one of the main things that the that the manager has to do, the coach has to do, is to get the team to function in a particular way where they're creating chances. If I, I think if the team is creating chances, then 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 the team is is showing some kind of good of good functioning. The problem with them was that they weren't, at least in this particular game, was that they were not able to finish their chances. I I, I just have trouble believing, like thinking, like how is that the coach's fault? You know what though? One adjustment I don't think Almeida has made is uh, dealing with the transitions. That's where he's getting beat all the time. You know, maybe adjust you know, his tactics. I saw him. I saw him from the end of last season where I thought he was like trying to, you know, change up the team a bit, and it backfired. And he had two pretty bad losses. And and at that point, I think he had a decision to make when the new season started: Do I leave the team as it is, or do I? Do I keep you know shaping it to his liking? And uh, I think that 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 had some effect. 
and and the team has improved, but even that that's not enough. Well, luckily for 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 you guys, Dorados is is guaranteeing you another year. Um, I don't know. I guess Vergara has always been criticized for for pulling the, you know, for 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 like uh, pulling out the hook right away on on everybody. He's finally be, he's finally showing faith in the guy. No, I don't think that's that's the um, I I don't think he's doing that on purpose. He probably doesn't have a choice. Yeah, like he, he yeah he doesn't have a choice. He he would have looked bad because he you know he got criticized heavily after he fired. Uh, Chepo, and then if he does it again, he's. But that, but that's his only recourse, Joel. Is that that's all he knows how to do is is fire people. Well, that's yeah, true. they fired Real. You you know what? And I was I was I was talking to uh, to Juan and uh, about about how they're using the whole Almeida thing to say like, you know, they they're gonna turn it into a good thing where it says. You know, you know, I do, I do allow processos to run, to run their course. Now, I did notice that uh, we have a gentleman that has joined us on our call. Fernando's with us. Fernando, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing all right. Fernando, did you watch the uh, the Clásico? Did you enjoy it as as a neutral? Did you expect uh, things to, to work out the way they did, or uh, did you think it was a trash game and? And you and you wanted to throw your your through your shoe through the TV because it was just awful. Well, the the ref was horrible. I'll tell you that. But that's been something that's been going on in Mexican football for a while. I think you could say that the ref is horrible in just about any game that people watch because they're going to make you know they're humans. They're going to make decisions. Sometimes yeah. they're going to be good. Sometimes they're going to be bad. I mean, it's just it's just part of the game. It's, it's part and, of the game. Okay, so instead of trash, I'll just say the refs were human today. You know, on that game. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 the game was actually good. It, it was fun to watch, you know, especially the fights. But, you know, the most important game, obviously, was that Monterrey game. But, yeah, anyways, yeah, it was a entertaining match to watch here and there. You know, I will go back and forth. So, but I, unfortunately, I didn't. I was really busy, so I couldn't really watch the whole, uh, the whole thing. But from reading that afterwards, you know, it was a pretty good match. It no, it was important. it was it was very entertaining. Now Digno I do. Uh, Clásico regional. Now has has uh, Dorados have they been eliminated? Have they dropped? No, I mean, not it's not final, but it's very close. I mean, how 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 many how many more losses? I mean, it's got they got to be like the ice has had to have been broken, and they're like, you know, Wiley Coyote standing in midair before they just you know before they go. Before they go down, and uh, you know that's, I'm starting to see why they sent all those players to Dorados because if they weren't going to work for Chivas, they might as well go muck up another team. You know what was, that? Uh, you very, know that was. Well. That was that's some great management by you know Iguera right there, you know sending the trash out and destroy the other the opposing team that's going to give you. So that that right there shows great management skills right there, screwing up a whole other team with your trash. <laughs> He wasn't the one to do it though, uh, Pern. Oh, I'm Juan, sure. Juan would tell you. Juan would tell you who was responsible for that. Hey, you know, he's, you keep he's still he's still a bit salty over it. Oh yeah. You keep flip-flopping uh, on this, Jolie. You say it was it was uh, it was Iguera that it was Nestor that sent players to Dorados. Yeah. So who was it, Jolie? Was it Nestor or was it Iguera? 
It was Nestor, dude. I, I agreed to that. You keep, keep flip-flopping on it. No, that was from last season when you were mad that Dorados beat Chivas. And dude, you were saying they beat them. That, by the time Dorados, Dorados came to first division, Nestor was gone. So you get Yeah, but Nestor was in charge of the draft. But yeah, but Iguera was still already making the moves. You know, obviously that's the reason why his own brother was gone. It it's already been known that uh, the La Torre was really not doing anything. He had no power or nothing. No, no. And that's no, the reason why the cup won the Copa MX. You know, because they brought him. Uh, they got rid of the trash and they got they brought Hearn, him the players. Since since we're talking about trash, have you figured <laughs> have you figured out who Jorge Lankenau is? I read that, but then I, I was like, I, I was actually busy too. I didn't get a chance to. I don't even remember that actually. You don't remember that? No. As a Rayado fan, you should know. No, I don't know. True Rayado fan would know the name of their former president. I think I think Turn has selective memory. He's a, he's a good politician. <laughs> he. Uh... Well, you gotta remember when you put trash in Rayado, it doesn't make sense. So you it, can't it really... spell trash without Rayado, Pern. He he, <laughs> he helped your team right now where they're at. There's a lot of it to do with him. Oh, yeah? I, I thought it was Abolpe who armó el equipo. Yeah, but they needed money to armar that equipo. Oh, wow. Well, I don't you, know about do that. You know, do you know who, uh, do you know what Lankenau did? Well, tell us, man. Did he sell Guille to Villarreal? <laughs> that's your team. You should know, man. Your team came from drug trafficking. <laughs> that's allegedly, but obviously... No, that dude, Chiba... went, he went to jail for, for laundering money for the Paris right. cartel. Would you prefer to have that guy leading your team or Vergara? Oh, that's a good question. But I would stay with Vergara, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah? I would. So you rather not be winning championships? Why is like, that? I don't Why is to, that, Joel? I don't want to be linked to a cartel, man. But you wouldn't. Just, you know, and like you said, it's then a legend. You don't want my team. It's not a legend. He, he went to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, many people have gone to jail and they've been found to be uh, innocent afterwards. So let's not go into that subject anyway. Your your team's built on that trash, though. Oh, what? <laughs> My team, what? No, yeah. that, but but Abba Sport was also responsible for the the, the greatest soccer uniforms in it history. Was, yeah, he owned Abba. He owned the, the Abba. The Aztec Sun shirts that Mexico wore in in, the, in France '98, which are far and yeah. away the greatest uniforms Mexico has ever worn. Period. <laughs> not only that, there were stop, there were stop trolling, John. You're the host. <laughs> you know, you know, it's actually they're responsible for the best song of all time too, Fernando. You know, you know that I thought too? that was ABBA. Yeah, ABBA. Oh, ABBA Sport. Oh, okay. I got <laughs> oh man. Ay, Jesus. But anyways, what do you guys think? Talking about uh, throwing out the trash. What do you guys think about Arsene Wenger? Uh, getting well, uh, people are trying to revolt against him, trying to kick him out. What do you guys think? I think that they need to get rid of him. Uh, this is like the one year that they they, they should be they should have won it. Uh, little I've watched, um, but yeah, I think I think at some point you you got to be held responsible for the for the poor results and to let those teams sneak up and take the league. Yeah, I think I think the dude's passed it. He's perfect. You know, he's gonna be a perfect hire for Vergara or for. Uh... 
I would say America, but they seem to be doing all right. But you know, that's usually the kind of you know coaches. And he's, you know, I think they should, they should bring him. Why not? You know, I mean, you, you know, he, you know, better than MLS, he can go coach uh, Necaxa <laughs> when when they come in the first division. Be perfect. Actually, if there is going to be a replacement for Almeida, which I don't think it should happen, but if it does, uh, it would be Arsene Wenger. He should come. Now, why why shouldn't it happen? I mean, he he everything he was brought in to do, he has failed miserably. Who Almeida? <laughs> and the only reason that Chivas is not stuck in 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 the in in the descenso is because Dorados have been. I mean, they were. No. Wor- they be. I think it's because. I disagree. I disagree I think with you. Copa MX. No, I disagree with you guys. It's not because uh, Dorados has been sucking. No, it's because Iguera made the right power moves to stop that team with trash. So we already talked about this. So that's the reason why Chivas right now, they're, they're not going to get you know relegated for that because Iguera made all the power moves. Man. He, he didn't burn. Oh, my God. That's your opinion Look, look go, go. You could find it. You could go to Medio Tiempo and see when those players joined. Okay. So you don't even have to take my word. You could do your own research and, and you'll see when they left. I think hey, you're, just, you're the one making the claim. You should put up that research, man. Hey, how many how many goals has Fierro scored uh, for Querétaro? He has two and one assist in league play. I don't know in so the, he, I don't know in the cup. So that's the answer for Chivas? Hey that would, goals. that would make him the leading striker <laughs> for Chivas though. As, as poor as that yeah, sounds, he would be Chivas' the leading striker. Huh? <laughs> I don't think that's the answer, man. Come on. Well, I didn't say it was the answer, but, I mean, you don't let go of... If you have, like, three young players, he was the, arguably the best one of the three, and you, and at least the one more identified, you know, with, with more experience. Have you guys been watching that HBO show, Vinyl? Anyone catch any of those shows? I saw no. last season. I mean, last episode. Yeah. With the... Um, it was is it, is a, it just me, or you know that that band that they're trying to groom, that punk band? I I thought you brought this up because there was almost a chocomilkeada scene. <laughs> there was definitely <laughs> almost a chocomilkeada. <laughs> at the end, at the however, end. Of... However, <laughs> the lead singer of the punk band looks just like Carlos Fierro. I did notice that. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, they have yeah. twins. There you go. There you go. Okay, so we've heard the whole Chivas sob story. <laughs> and it was uh, it was pretty intense. We got the neutrals take. Now, now I guess the question is, you know, where do the teams go from here? I mean, now that Chivas, you know, I, I've always thought that, that Carlos Peña is a little out of position, especially there. And, and if they have problems scoring goals, then why don't they just stick him at center forward? Because he is – the only reason that team had any chance of coming back is because he went up front and he was far and away their most dangerous player. Why not just say, you know what, Bravo, you take the bench, Peña, you are center forward, and just roll with it and see what happens. Because he is so much better. That would have to worry about playing. I mean, he's a terrible defender anyway. Just, just put him <laughs> up on top, and let's see what he can do. Hey, that's sort of what uh, Van Gaal did with Fellani. Play him as striker. But yeah, he should. At, at this point, I mean, what's the harm? Yeah. You know, you're, you have a free season. You know, you get out. You get already did all the work in the background, and you know, assured that Chivas is gonna stay up. So why not experiment? You know. Hello. Hello. I think Hello? John. I think John got booted. Yeah, he did. He did. Booted and booted. 
Oh my god. So this is what happens. This is what happens when Johnny. <laughs> Dead air is bad. All right, wow. somebody mute him. That was uh, that was intense. Sorry about that, boys. I was walking around here and I tripped over some cables and I thought my laptop had died. So I'm glad that it's. Uh, then it's back out of the emergency phone. You probably have a ready Mac. Ready to go. Huh? So. No, I do not have a Mac, but I did. It did fall like three feet, and you know you don't ever want to drop anything like that. But but we're back. Now, as far as America, America's in good position. Is it uh, two trophies or bust at the end of the season? Is it two trophies or nobody's has to go? I mean, now let's be honest. Uh, I part of me. Part of me says that Pelais wants to keep Ambriz because he's more of the you know he, you know he understands the game, but the cynical part of me says that the operations guy because they have remember they have they have a uh, the sports director and they have the operations director. Uh, there's two guys. It kind of um, sounds like this show. <laughs> so. I, I, part of me has a feeling that they're going to want to get a big name coach for the centennial, and you know, because there's also rumors about you know bringing in you know the Malfalcao or I, you know, there's, I mean, and, and it's just here, bunch of Arsene Wenger might be available. Yeah, yeah, please, God, I hope not. Was it Ibra also rumored? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't pay much, you know, I don't pay close attention to those, to those, to the names, you know, because it, I mean, I've. I, I followed the game in Mexico long enough to know that sometimes, I mean, they they're just like fishing expeditions. They just throw what's out there and see if anything, you know, bites. Um, so I mean, but I, I do think I do think that there are some guys, you know, in Televisa that are thinking, okay, we really need to milk the centennial, and you know, we need you know a big name coach. We need a, maybe a, a big name player from Europe or something. You know, uh, but you know the Centennial should have not, nothing to do but, with with with. I mean, if they're on a good course, why well, on earth no, would they change? But, that? But, here, no, but here's the but here's the thing though, the clubs use the Centennial as a money making thing. Right, you, know, you, like, with, you know, with you know, no, with like you know, angry? Boca Juniors. No, no. I just I just hope that I hope Elias has the the pull to you know to do what he thinks is best for the club. Uh, I mean, there's no reason to doubt him because he, I mean, he's done you know fairly well. He's done very well with the you know with the team as president. Uh, I honestly, I would stick with. Should I would bring stick Sam Allardyce. Oh God! Help or or the, uh, <laughs> what was the other guy? The guy at Tottenham. The guy that looked uh, like he was one of the uh, bad guys from Harry Potter. Harry Redknapp. Yeah. Harry Redknapp. Uh, to America. Isn't there a clip of Redknapp by? Telling a reporter, uh, FU, FU, or something like that, because yeah. there was there was a because there was I think he he took uh, he took he took offense to saying that he was like you know taking money or he was you know taking money for players to play or something like that. Yeah, he I was. Think, 
He said, I ain't no fucking wheeler, wheeler and dealer. <laughs> oh, he was doing the, uh, the promotor <laughs> shuffle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, you know, speaking a, of promotores, I uh, was very curious, um, now that we want to switch gears for a second. Now, I'm not... Has the Olympic list, has that been made official, or is that just someone's possible list? Because I saw the list without... Uh, without Chucky Lozano and without that Montes kid. And if that's the case, I'm starting to think that Osorio might use them for his 23 in Canada. But I guess my, but you know, further to the point is, 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 is Potro filling the team with a, a promoter buddy of his? Because he is picking some guys that just has, have not had any kind of playing time. And it seems like the only criteria they meet is that they're under 23. You know, I saw a list of 26 players. There was like five or six Chivas on it. Is that good or bad? That's bad, man. Although <laughs> Jolie will tell you, hey, that means uh, Real is doing a good job at Fuerzas Básicas based on this uh, hypothetical list being floated. And the Real, now Real, did he get fired or did he walk away? Uh, I'm not sure, man. Jolie knows. Now is 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 Real is Real the 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 bombero Luna of Chivas? It seems like he gets fired and hired by Chivas almost on a monthly basis. I, I wouldn't say he's a bombero, but he has been working with the team for since like '97, and he's you know he's helped the the production line keep going. So I mean that that's something that Chivas could always fall back on. Like they might not be able to get uh, quality players through in the transfer market, but there would always be a couple of players from from the reserves that could that could help the team. Hey Joel. Yes. Adivina. Tiene un ojo, usa casco, pero no es bombero. Is it is it the Brazilian player from that was in Torino whose name was Pinga? <laughs> I think so. I think he's so. <laughs> See, I know that we've stepped up our game because we have we've gone bilingual on the dick jokes. So <laughs> we should all be very proud. Well, I think that that should that wraps up our uh, our 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 Joel reality segment. Joel always keeps it real. So. Let's move on. Let's talk about Mexico and their upcoming tilts with the Canadian national team. Now, I have, I have the good fortune of going up to Vancouver next week. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Vancouver is one of, the, one of the world's great cities. I think Mexico is really lucky out that they're playing there. They could have sent them to Saskatoon or uh, Nova Scotia, somewhere where it's really cold. It's going to be cold in Vancouver, but the stadium they're going to be playing in BC Place is uh, covered. Now, it does have synthetic grass, so there, there, there's going to be a bit of an advantage for the Canadians when it comes to that. Yeah, there's no problem because Chivas, que es la base del equipo de la selección mexicana, juegan synthetic grass anyway. No, they don't. They play on oh. natural grass. They used yeah, to they, play on they used grass. to. They used to. The only oh, stadium wait. in Mexico, the only stadium is uh, Tijuana. La Caliente. Oh, wait, yeah. that's right. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, that was when uh, the, the costs were getting a little too high for Vidgada to finish the stadium. That's why he put the 
the fake stuff in. But anyway, so my question is, uh, are, we, are we expecting any surprises? Are there going to be some startling omissions? One thing that always cracks me up, especially when I read about folks that are complaining about people that are on the list, they always complain about guys that are never going to play. So who is going to be on the list that people complain about that are never going to play? Jonathan Dos Santos. Pulido. Jonathan's hurt. Pulido. You think Pulido's going to make it? Cesar, I, Cesar I think, Montes. I think they're going to try to call him up just to, to say that there's no bad, you know, bad blood, you know, and that they're, you know, and that the, you know, the federation doesn't work like a cartel, or like you know, like the the gentleman's pact. That you know, I, I have a feeling that sooner or later he's going to get called, and I think this that this may be the time to call him. Well, it would make sense. I mean, their their first game is uh, now. I'm assuming the list comes out tomorrow, so they'll have the games not till next Friday, which means they won't travel till Wednesday. So, are there are there any? There are games scheduled this weekend on the international calendar, if I'm not mistaken. So most of the players will get there by the Europeans, especially depending on when they play. We'll probably get there by Monday at the latest. If, if I were a European, I'd say, you know what? Why don't we just meet in in uh, British Columbia because we have to fly all that way anyway. They might as well just fly it all the way from Europe. Just my personal take. Now uh, there have been some players that have been playing really well, have kind of stepped up their game in. Uh, I know that Ronnie doesn't follow the European leagues because that's just not his thing. But but Hector de Herrera, no, no, I, no. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fanboy. Are you getting mad, Ronnie? Are you mad? No, no, no. no. I, I'm, I'm not a fanboy, but I do, you know, I do watch. I've watched European football from just as much as I've watched Mexican football, but I'm not a fanboy. You, you tweet so hashtag you're your, your little So you, you don't collect your uh, your memo to a doll that night? No, no, I don't. No. <laughs> okay, no, there, there's a perfect example. Memo Choa, I personally think not only should he be called, he should be the starter. That's just me. Welcome back, Memo. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question why he shouldn't be called. Now, and did you also notice that he, so, that he grew his hair again? He, he did an Nancy Kerrigan to uh, the Kamini? Well, I think the Kamini got injured. Uh, well, he got away with it, though. This is the, this is the, 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 the difference. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> Memo must have paid the the, the guy to uh, to do it. No, but I'm very happy for Memo. He doesn't. He's, he's a world class goalkeeper. He has again a, a guy who has bad management and makes questionable decisions. I personally believe that Memo, after his time at 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 Achu, should have probably stayed in the French league because that's where he was a known commodity. Whether it was going to a more you know another modest club like a Toulouse or a Bordeaux or whatever it was, I think that he would have it would have been better for him to do that, get his EU passport, and then it wouldn't matter where he would go because teams are not going to waste a foreign spot on a goalkeeper. They're just not, and they're certainly not going to pay, you know the, the 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 kind of transfer fee and salary that that, that he commands. So, well, as it is right now, he is uh, you know been playing for a couple of games in Malaga. I again, I personally believe that even though he hasn't been playing, he, I think he's still Mexico's starting goalkeeper. I think he's proven it. He's earned it. He's been doing it for the past eight, nine, ten years. Bring him back and let him start. I mean, it's Canada. That's Giovanni dos Santos too. That's the same situation for him. Yeah, but Giovanni's hurt, and Giovanni just came back to training today. But yeah, I would, I would bring Giovanni back too. Let the media just have a heart attack. Oi! Yeah. Excuse me. Chiquis, you're back with us. How was the civil wedding? 
That's good. Yeah. Just eating some food and music. Hey. Yeah. I wish you a happy Cheekies. Third wife. Cheekies, Cheekies, did they not get along? No. no it's, 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 I don't know, they're good. You said it was civil, I mean, as opposed to uncivil? Like, are you going <laughs> to throw down putazos and shit? Well, the civil wedding. <laughs> well, the civil wedding in Mexico is the, is the official... Uh, wedding that the government recognizes. Right, I know, so, I know. I'm just messing with you. Just well, I know, I know you are, but I just want, I want to explain to the folks that, you know, all of our listeners Romeo and Juliet. Know what we're talking about. And then hey, they have hey, the release hey. wedding. So, but they got to finish it, right? Because it's por las cuatro leyes, no? That's right. That's right. They have to get it like, get it done within 72 hours or else it's uh, it doesn't count. Cheeky, are those, all do the other wives line up in those type of weddings? <laughs> 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 you know what? I'm genuinely curious, man. This kid's laughing. <laughs> or do they sit like in the in the front row? Or That's against the law, even here in Mexico. Are you referring to the sister wives? Yeah. Chiquis. Se echan porras. Se echan porras. There's got to be some jealousy down in the deep of the hearts, but who knows? Yeah. How do you handle that, Chiquis? Teamwork. I don't know, man. It's that's an, that's an old that's an old thing. That's a that's long long forgotten. So, no. <laughs> Team, teamwork. One holds the leg. One holds the other leg. Hey, no. Doesn't you guys have like pajamas to to wrestle them down? It's like hunting in the old days. Chiquis, you're in Querétaro. <laughs> How do they feel about their zero-zero tie yesterday against Tigres? Were they happy? Sad? Well, I got a brother-in-law who's a Tigres fan, and his son is a Querétaro fan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're. They're fine. I I was asking him about Tigres, and they're he was just saying that they're just not they're not informed. They're uh, they're tired. They're sort of you know just not working good together now. Now with injuries, so I mean they're pretty much done. I told them Monterrey is going to be the new team for this year unless they get super leader and then fall out of the league. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? The reality is is Tigres should only play for the the Conca Champions anyway, because if they win that, then they get to go do their thing and you know they get to go lose to. You know the the Japanese team or whoever it is in, in the first round over in Tokyo, like every Mexican team does, except for oddly enough Cruz Azul and Club America. They're the only teams that haven't lost. I think Pachuca didn't lose once, but everyone else Nicaxa, Nicaxa. just gets shellacked. Uh, under Raúl Arias, Nicaxa has been yeah. the best. They did us proud. That's well, right. They came in third. But that was when it Why was in Brazil, it? though, not in Japan. That's a that was, the intercon- that was the Intercontinental Cup. And that's when uh, uh, Necaxa beat Real Madrid. Pern, dropping some knowledge. It is. is it the time change, the the long flight, or what is it for Mexican teams? I think it's a combination. I mean, yeah. I mean, how, how how could it not? I mean, first of all, you know, they, they go from an area where it's 75, 80 degrees to 20. And then they fly. Have any of you guys ever flown Japan? I think it's happy time. They go boom, boom. Yeah, you think you think they're turning yeah. Japanese? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> well, I personally, I mean, yeah, the, the the jet lag and the time change, because I mean, they really only have what a couple of days before they have to play their game. I mean, they're really playing their game at at you know four in the morning their time. So yeah, I think that absolutely has to do with that. Now, not the karaoke bars. I personally believe that that Monterrey. Have you ever seen those videos of the, of the Japanese karaoke's where um, they're getting assisted? <laughs> hey, I, I think John wanted to bring back his point about, about uh, Mexico I mean, hosting the club. Yes, 
Excellent. Monterrey point should that host, I agreed with should host the Club World Cup. Absolutely, they I, should. I, I agree 100% with John, and I think the chances of winning would be pretty good. Or at least, you know, especially if they draw the if they draw the South American team, I think it would be much much easier for them. But if they draw like, you know, Barcelona or the way that uh, you know Munich played today in the second half, I mean, there's just you know that's it's going to be rough. No, but, but but if they come to Mexico and we we, you know, like in the summer and we throw them at altitude, I don't right. think they, they could do a lot of that. But I think that that's why they wouldn't have it. I mean, if they came to Mexico, <laughs> see, I always thought that when Atlanta was in Cancun, I guess they're still in Cancun, but they're in the second division, that they should build a stadium right in the Zona Hotelera because it would not only would it would it help them with their you know their league gate because it would be a destination uh, a destination game for fans, you know, Monterrey fans, Tigres fans, at you know the, the teams that travel well, America, Atlas Pumas, etc. would fly down to Cancun for the weekend, you know, get their Friday night. They spend Friday and Saturday at the beach. Saturday night, the game. Sunday at the beach, they fly. You know, they fly back to wherever it is. And it would be it would be a perfect place for the the Club World Cup. I mean, who, you know, where where where, where would AC Milan want to go? Yokohama, where it's ten degrees, or Cancun in in, in December? I think it's a no brainer. But you know, obviously, they didn't. You know, they didn't consult me. So. <laughs> No, but, but, but they you have know, had it in Morocco and they've had it in, in Abu Dhabi. So there's no reason why they can't have it in Mexico. Yeah, John, especially if, you know when, when you hear about uh, the Liga MX trying to raise its profile. Absolutely. It would make all the sense in the world. And not only that, but if they do have it in Mexico, then the, the league winner would automatically qualify for the tournament. So Mexico could actually have two teams in the Club World Cup, if if, if that's what it came down to. Hey, so. but I don't think I don't think that's gonna work because isn't the finals of the Mexican league still going on while the Club World Cup is going on, or no? You know, that would be just like a a, a, a team like let's say Atlas, no, not Atlas, because they would never win. In. But let's say Pumas, that you know has a league. Oh, but you know, we have a Liguilla game and then we're playing Barcelona, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna send all our players for the Liguilla because that's more important to us. No, I think Pern, I think that they would they would they would manage the schedule. If they were new, they were hosting. They could do something where they might start the league, you know, a week or two earlier, or, or do have the, they do the, the jornada dobles. Yeah, yeah, the, the jornada dobles to uh, make up the time, or just say, you know what, this, this liguilla, the top four, that's it, which is something that would make them a lot more important if they just had the top four instead of the top eight go to the postseason. But, hey, but wouldn't it be sacrilege too if they had the, you know, the club World Cup in Cancun and not in Azteca? Well, I think that they have to have it somewhere that would make it attractive for the clubs to come. I don't think the clubs want to spend three. Not, not that Mexico City isn't a nice place, but I don't think the clubs want to come and play a couple of games in the smog and the altitude. If they went to, you know, like. Guadalajara, or if they want to be in Guadalajara, but, or even Monterey, but I think, you know, Cancun, or, or uh, you know, Tijuana, where they can see some of those really nice shows that I hear about so much. <laughs> you know, over the caliente. It would be great. No, I just, I just think that, you know, Monterrey, obviously, Guadalajara, you know, the, the, the newer stadiums, when Azteca gets renovated, then yeah, absolutely, there's no reason why they can't uh, have those, have a little round robin, or a move that tournament around. 
they got to get it first, and I think that's something that they should really, really look look to try to get is, is the Club World Cup because I think it would, it would like like Hoyle said, it would really help to raise the profile of Liga MX. So back to the national team. Is there, you know, as far as the the inamovible, the inamovible, I can't, I can't speak. Inamovibles. That's what I'm trying to say. Inamovibles. We have Chicharito. We have the 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 guys from Porto, Layun, Herrera, and uh, Tecatito. Uh, I think Ochoa, and my personally is an indiscutible. He should be on the team. Is there anybody else in Europe that I'm that I'm forgetting that that uh, Jimenez. 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 Does he, yeah, Jimenez, I guess. So basically the, the base of the team is, is, is going to be the Europeans again, is what, is what we're assuming. Is that correct? Is that, is that include Vela in there? Is he going to get called up? I think he is. I think that uh, Osorio likes Vela, and he hasn't been playing that. I know. I, I know that Pern has. Uh, you know, he wants to talk. He wants to talk trash. So, Pern, are you ready? Are you ready to talk trash? About who? Carlos Vela? Yeah. Well, hang on. Is that something that we need to set up, Pern? Are, are you, is that something you want to talk about, or did you want to trash something else? Uh, not at this point, actually, because I don't really have nothing against Vela. That was just what I was telling you was more about an example. Okay. Well, I, I'm ready to go, and you know, if you want to trash somebody, I'm ready. Just let me know. So we go to John. I want to trash somebody, and we'll do not, it. Not today. It's not ready yet. We need to have right, an intro. All right. Well, <laughs> I've, got an intro. I've got an intro. I, I have it. Concerts. Oh, you got an intro? Oh, I, I want to hear it. Oh. Man. So, did you? I, I, but but if you're not ready to trash anybody, I don't want to waste it. Yeah, yeah. Don't waste it. Never mind. Right. We'll we'll wait for it. All right. We'll. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll keep it under wraps when, when you're really ready to trash somebody. We're ready to we'll, – we'll, we'll be ready. I've been trying to get Ronnie mad all night, but he won't. He won't get mad. He won't he get, get mad. mad all last week. No, so it's just – he's, he's, he's still uh, – You know what it is? I think Ronnie's finally come to terms that Giovanni is a better national team player than Guatemala. I think that it finally <laughs> – <laughs> No, no. He put I'm his team on his back. I, I, I'm trying to keep it cool because, you know, because of the stable uprising. <laughs> You know, I gotta, I gotta keep my guys in check here. What uh, what happened in the stable? Maybe something that you should care to elaborate. I don't know. Ask Dan. <laughs> Ask Dan and, and Pern. They they're trying to sabotage me. What? <laughs> wow. I, I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about. He he's got a he he certainly has a perspective. I'll say that. <laughs> It was just, it was bad, dude. These guys. You know, he's, not the, he's not getting the attention he wants in the, in the Russell camp. No other recognition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I, I, are you like, are you like begging for attention? Are, are you an attention whore, Ron? Is it no, t- no. It's just, he, it's just. Uh, I think he th- wants and, and feels he deserves a, a nice thorough ball washing. Oh, typical Americanista. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I think Memo Choa to Chivas' uh, rumor, I think that really rustled him because the word on the street is that Memo wants to go back home to his uh, hometown. Do you still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Damn. Now, as far as Liga MX is concerned, it looks like Pern, Fernando, Fernando Regino from Arizona. Yes, that, that that Monterrey is is shaping up to be the team to beat. Are you? Uh, uh, how do, how do you feel about be, that? 
it's been the team to beat since the beginning. You know, they the way they started the season, everything has been top notch, and that's you know that's expected because of the squad that they have. The, the the you know the Liga MX winner, the narco with, the narco transfer money. Yeah, you know you can always try to you know make up for your own losses, you know, by talking trash about other teams. That's okay. <laughs> I, I'd be a little but, bit scared of Toulouse against Monterrey at this point, just because of that. <laughs> you should be, even before the game and after the game. Absolutely. You know, Are you, you guys kidding? Talking about the narco, there was an article today that that linked that the narco money. Uh, or at least a company that was charged with laundering for the Juarez cartel to the some of the transfers that Porto made in Mexico with uh, Jackson Martinez. Now, is that related, Joel, to the gentleman you were talking about earlier, or, is, or, or are these separate incidents? No, he, Rocha died, uh, uh, Jorge Lacuna died like two, three years ago. Yeah, but but if, if you go back to like 03 and 06, uh, there was a lot of like, uh, narcos were were using teams to launder money. Uh, I know that Querétaro was involved, uh, Monterrey, of course. Uh, I think even Atlas. So and uh, it, we no, thought it went away, but or after but, FEMSA took control of Monterrey, not FEMSA. Is that right? No, no, well, no. FEMSA has basically an, an administrative board that. Uh, that because uh, technically they don't own the team, they just have a. It's kind of like a in, in Mexico they call it un patronato. It's basically kind of like a board that administers the the, the club. But but they hey, underwrite it. Before yeah. you go, who do they generally call a patron? What's that? Is is that like a pimp? <laughs> no, it's like an underwriter. It's like well he, he like they, you, well the pimp yes. the patron does have a stable. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it has a stable, and you got to keep them in check. You know, that's how it works. But <laughs> that's right uh, because they don't want to have to choke somebody. I know. So you got to keep them in check. Yeah. So, so Monterrey has to do what the patronato, right? Yeah. Yeah, has to you know, you better have it, the patronato's money. <laughs> yeah, in, in a in a weird in, yes yes <laughs> just answer your question yes. Uh, no, but uh, no. Look, FEMSA, they and I mean Tigres also. I mean Tigres, they have that Semex money. Uh, well, actually, Semex uses a um, it's kind of like a subsidiary with the you know what's called the Sinergia Deportiva, and that and basically they administer the club. Uh, even Unam, Unam. I mean, you know, the university no longer owns the club. It's basically Patronato. It's kind of like a it's a board, uh, if you will. Uh, also, I mean, they're, they're made up of ex-alumni, obviously, but uh, no. But I mean, these these uh, I I don't think the Liga MX is plagued with you know cartel money. I mean, these are these are all Fortune, you know, five hundred type you know blue chip companies. But only it's it's like a mile away that these allegations of cartel money in Monterrey son patadas de ahogado. You see Guadalajara. But this was this isn't now, Fernando. This this was years ago. Yeah. This, I mean, let's yeah, face yeah. it. I'm just well, saying, you know, like I'm just, well, I'm well, just trying to explain where uh, where is coming from. You know, well, keep going. Was there questions about Vergara's money? I've always questioned that. I, uh, that's the only person I question in the league. Well, you it's know, a pyramid you, scheme. I mean, if there's, I don't know, is there is that illegal in Mexico? Uh, is it well, legal anywhere? <laughs> yeah, has I anyone, don't, I has don't anyone know. even seen? <laughs> 
Omni Life products? I've never seen it. It's in the store. <laughs> there was an I, I Omni Life store. store on the highway in on I thirty five in Fort Worth. And there they were once they actually once advertised for a gig. It was like a some kind of multimedia thing, which I applied for, but you know, amazingly I never heard anything. But uh, hey, but I mean, life is one of those uh, like Amway. You, you, they won't be in the store. It's like what is that called? MLM, mid-level marketing, or whatever. Direct mail. Yeah. yeah like, it, it's you know, it's like. Is, is it like like those ads in the back of the old comic books? Yeah, it's like the comadre. She buys it and she sells to her comadres, and so you know, she's she buys it for ten bucks. She sells it for fifteen. You know, that sort of thing. That's kind of sad. That that that's who owns Chiba. Well, he was also. <laughs> He was also a movie producer. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you know, it's they deserve each other. That's all I gotta say. He produced uh, "Y Tu Mamá También." He did, but I wonder why he stopped. He stopped producing movies. I don't know. Because Chivas players make better clowns. <laughs> Fernando, I, I'm I'm gonna assume from the tone that you take when you describe when you talk about Chivas. That you are not a Chivas fan. Oh, I never was a Chivas fan. I do admire the work that uh, you know coaches like you know Matias Almeida. They, you know. <laughs> you admire what Almeida's done, which is absolutely nothing. They, you know, they won the Copa MX. You know, they won silverware the first time in many years. You know, that's that's something to admire. You know, I, I'm not gonna talk trash about that. You know, so that that's that's one good thing that they got going for them is they have a great coach. You know, and they have a you know. What makes you think great. he's a great coach? What what is it? His resume, what he's done in the past. What is it about the guy? Is it, it his it's mechanic? the RG accent. You know, if you have a British or an RG accent in Mexico, it gives you instant credibility. Is it his Melena? Is, is it the <laughs> RG Melena? Is, is that what does it? He's a go getter. You know, no matter no, he will go get the job that he wants, no matter who he steps on or whatever, and he goes and wins the silverware. You know, you think, the, you think the Pozolo got turned him down? <laughs> you think the Pozolo, 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 Pozolo got servicing Almeida too? I think she's in the kitchen right now for him. So. What do you think about your boy uh, Piojo and, and La Volpe fighting, man? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I love. I, I love it. You know, it kind of reminded me of the scene in Pineapple Express where Red and. Uh, Red and, uh, and they, Dale. What the hell is that talking. movie? Is that a movie, right? Yeah, Pineapple Express. It's like we could have been best friends because they were arguing. They were talking about you know their friendship. It's like and Piojo's like I'm no longer gonna you know. Uh, Sounds no like a gay porno, gonna... man. <laughs> Pineapple Express. That's a good movie, man. No, anyhow, no. Sounds fruity as hell. What do you think about that? Your 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 god uh, La Volpe, the way he you know he treated his uh, student. Actually, it's totally understandable, actually, if you look at it, how superstitious La Volpe is, you know, and then, in, and unfortunately, his student, you know, like, doesn't appreciate such sublime things that mean a lot for his success. I, he comes and lo, lo saluda when, you know, that's a bad vibe. I, actually, Per, Piojo uh, said that he learned that from La Volpe. He said, if oh. you know a weakness from your opponent, exploit it. And he knew how anal La Volpe is about getting greeted before a match. But I mean, he learned it from La Volpe, so he's he's you know applying that knowledge. Yeah, he took advantage of his friendship. You know, that's not friendship. That was that's not friendship. That's 
You're, you're there to play. Would you want him to lay down the game because you're friends? You know what I would have done? I would, I would have pulled a flint out of his lighter. So he sit there the whole game, try to, no, try hey, to light a cigarette. What's going I, on? I would have worn a, yes. a dragon corbata. Now, that, now, many times, like numerous times, Piojo, you know, he, you know, when he's asked about being a level pista, he quickly puts an end to that. He's like, no. What do you think about that, Pern? Uh, well, that's just a, a you know a student who's trying to set his own way. You know, I could understand that eventually. They're, they're, what? What the hell is that? And they're, they're just what they. So, anyway, you gonna say do it again? Didn't Piojo surpass La Volpe at the World Cup though? The past World Cup. No, they still lost in the same the same stage. Per- More points. But in the group stage, he did a. More points. They ended. Turn. How how long would and, would you say a uh, a coach is trash? Like, because he hasn't been able to win silverware after how many years? Would you say that they're pretty worthless? Well, the biggest barometer is when they they get the the national team and they don't win anything. They're trash. No, in club club because no, in club is different it, because it's. Well, you, how many how many years do you give a coach to win? Fernando, something? are you sure you don't want to run for office? Because your answers are are just they're amazing. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching a presidential debate. Well, that's a very good question, Joel. But let me tell you something else. That's what you're doing. Dude. You're you're pivoting. You're pivoting away from the obvious. <laughs> oh my God! Well, hold, hold on one second. <laughs> See now we got him off flummox because he knows what we're, how we're going to attack. Because he knows that La Volpe. No, this is just this is just another one of the strategies. You know, yeah, how many a... how many championships has La Volpe won, uh, Joel, as a club coach? Two. No, Two. technically one. Technically one. Well, you don't give him credit for the Toluca one. Well, no. Well, no, because, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Ese equipo lo <laughs> Didn't he yeah, win the tetracampeonato? The, the, I mean, the third, uh, the campeonato with Boca Juniors. Oh, okay, remember? Okay, yeah. I mean, he took over. He, he, you know, he, the team immediately improved under his health, and they, they won a third trophy, trophy in a row. Mm-hmm. No. Even the That's fans, the... they chant his name. They, they, they love his mom so much. They chant her oh. name. Stadium. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the point I was gonna bring is because you know like you know people say okay well I I coached that team from the stands you know you know when Alberto you know Jorge you know coached and I like I said no because I mean keep in mind when he was given Boca Juniors that was uh, I mean what's his name uh, Basile a tournament and any tournament that they were playing there was the turn. The La Volpe power is strong with Pern, and it's even got other people on to talk bad about that. Hey, you know, it's just uh, they're the gods of football. Sorry about that. The gods of football are enacting revenge on on one of their, you know. Oh, Santos guy's down. Santos guy down. Who is it, Dan? Somebody got shot. I think it's Bravo. La rata, la rata, bravo. So, did did have, has their friendship ended? Is it, is that what we're learning from the the, the spat that, that Miguel Herrera and La Volpe had? No, it, it's just common. It, guys, when they get upset, they're gonna obviously fight, but 
they're gonna make up afterwards. Come on, dude. These are men. These are men of football. So they're not they're not gonna do that. Oh, I'm not gonna talk to him ever again. They're not gonna do that. They're not those gay Argentinos like what's his name? Uh, what but, is that but you know, La Volpe is from Argentina. Yeah, but this guy's Mexican too. But he's straight. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he's he's been Mexican for a long time. He's been here. He's he's. He, I think he even lost his accent already. <laughs> he definitely hasn't lost his accent. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. No. Yeah. He now, hasn't now, lost. now, before. Before we move on, I do want to make sure, Ronnie, has anything been, been picking at you this week? Have you? Is there a scab that you've been working that you're just trying to get it off and get it off? Or have you had a pretty pretty calm week? Oh, pretty calm. You know, I put the stable uprising, you know, I suppressed it, so everything's good. So you suppressed the stable. Yeah. America won. Yep. La Volpe de Herrera had a snit. Yep, that was fun. So, so all's good in Ronnie World. None, you have you have no reason to be angry this week. It's been it's been good. All sunshine and chocolate for you. Yes. Well, actually, so eh, no, it's going to be uh, pretzels. So it's going to be sunshine and pretzels over here in Philly. Sunshine and pretzels. Sunshine yeah. and cheesesteaks. Yes. By the way, the best cheesesteak I ever had was this place in uh, I want to say it was Cherry Hill. They soaked the meat in red wine. Oh my god, it was it was really good. I was very impressed. But I can't remember what the name uh, was. Did you ever go to the ones that like the ones that are in South Philly? Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, they were, which they one did were you go to? Uh, I went to both of them. I would like to have like the ones that are across the street from each other. Yeah. You know, I wanted to see which one was better, and I went to both, and they were both excellent. I went to one in because I was in Jersey at the time. One that when you order a large, it was like two feet long. It was insane. It took me like four days to eat. It was it was it was enormous. It was absolutely enormous. That's what she said. <laughs> no, there's one of them. There's there's a uh, Pat's and then there's other Genos. Now a lot of people don't like Genos because of the they have a policy. In fact, they even says it on the window that you have to order in English, which uh, rubs people the wrong way. Oh, that's disgusting, man. They should shut that place down. What's that? They should shut that place down if that's what they're asking. Oh, you gotta order in English? Screw them. Because it's so hard to say cheesesteak, please. Yeah. What? Yeah, oh my God. Now, which, which place uses cheese whiz? Maybe, wait, wait. You, is, you, is, is this a place in New Orleans you said? I mean, I could understand why they no, would. No, no, no. In, in, in Philly, in Philly, there's a. Gino's, they, uh, they have a sign that says that you have to order in English. Which to uh, me, which to me is stupid because I mean Philadelphia, you get a lot of international tourists, and obviously they're known for their cheesesteaks. So what? I mean, you're gonna deny somebody? I mean, as a business owner, I'm not gonna deny. You know, I don't care if you speak Chinese. You're not gonna say me, no to money. No, I mean, you can talk to me in clicking sounds and dolphin speak, and I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to understand you. You know. <laughs> What if you walked? Did, did, did you see it? Did you see it like initially, or did it just dawn on you that like that like oh man, here's my chance to to fit it in. <laughs> fit what in? The clicky <laughs> noises and, and, and dolphin talk. Dolphin uh, speech. <laughs> <laughs> it, it comes natural to him. Come on. Shine. I was just wondering at what point that like did it dawn on him? Like it was like was it like totally like did he think about it since the very beginning, or did it just like last second? He's like ooh. 
I, I see an opening and I take it. All right, all right. Good, good, good on you, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just waiting for you to talk about how hard it was for Club America to negotiate their, their very difficult Liga MX and Libertadores schedule when they had to play. How many games was it? Uh, it was five in eight days. Five, five games in eight days. And, and, and how many of those trips were outside of Mexico? I don't remember. That's right. It was zero. Let's not talk about the answer. <laughs> zero, zero answers. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Ronnie. I, th- I thought that you would have, you would be angry about something, but you know, well, well, just just like Fernando, who I think he's nervous. I think he's a, I think he's a little tense because he sees a, a pretty, pretty even game right now where it can go either way, and this game, uh, I think anybody could take it. That's right. Snatch that's it. right. You're absolutely well, right. Well, Santos uh, is known to, to you know, fold under the pressure because they're just not that good of a team. What are you talking about? Chavo Santos, right? That match with America. They the drug the 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 <laughs> the pro the pro cartel guy is just trying to troll. Pay no attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand what you're talking about, because because Santos, you know, since I started paying attention to the league like 20 years ago, they've been one of the most. They're like. One of the most consistent teams in the whole league. That was a handball. Handball penalty. They came. They came up. They came up in eighty-eight. Yeah, because Caicinha left. They've been sucking like trash. No, they came up in eighty-eight. Definitely a penalty. They came up in eighty-eight, and since they've been in the league, dude, they've been a very good, you know, organization. Yeah, they've been terrific, and their their stands are always full. Was it Grupo Modelo that owned them? It uh, was, they did they own them by uh, like Iri Ragori, whatever his name is. Just bought no, the team no, no, out, no, right? no. He, he, he's he's not the owner, but he is a he he is a uh, an executive of that, you know that that board, El Patronato. Um, because Corona did so they're still being run by Grupo Modelo. A bunch of guys that that you know had ties to Grupo Modelo, but they're not you know they're not owned by Modelo anymore. Are they juniors? Uh... I guess you could say some of them are, you know. Well, but, they're doing you know, a really good job, man. No, they are. They are. You know, they they really are. I mean, look at the stadium. The stadium that they have is beautiful. Uh, they run a top-notch organization. Um, they're, uh, you know, they they're very. Uh, and I hate using this word, but you know, they are kind of forward-thinking. You know. Um, yeah, their coach selections has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, it, it seems they think like... outside the box. They definitely don't want to go with with retreads from the league. Um, they, I like that; it keeps it fresh. Well, which which coach do you guys think has coached at the most places? I think it's, it's got to be Flaco Tena, right? He's just, his punch card is almost full. Don't you think? Roman, Romano, 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 uh, La, La, La Volpe, La Volpe, of course, man. La Volpe. He's been around many national teams, has the most experience. Also, Vucetich. Vucetich has coached a shitload of teams, dude, from Leon, Tecos, he could be, uh, he could be Atlante, Atlante, Monterrey. I mean, Vucetich was a serious man. He would never go um, play or work for the if they, if they drive a dump truck full of money and then dump it on his doorstep, he will go wherever they want. Yeah, but to. he wouldn't really be working for Vergara. He's, his connection is Ordiales, who is said to have taken him to Querétaro. Querétaro is pretty broke right now. They're losing money and I don't think they could afford his wages for much longer. So I think uh, 
like John said, they're going to dump a lot of money on him. And I I think I'll put a lot of stakes on that rumor. Pretty much think Almeida is done at this point. That's uh, that's pretty because, I mean, Guerrero is going nowhere this year, so there'd be no reason for Wisdich to stay. And, you know, Guerrero has always been, if you ever look at the, when they have the draft, and then you look at all the Chivas movement, like they always send like like ten or fifteen guys to get at that anyway <laughs> on loan. So get at that, it was Chivas light. So he already knows half the team. <laughs> well, and yeah, he's I'm coaching. Being, I'm Fierro. being serious. I'm being serious. He, he is coaching Fierro right now. Yeah. And he I coached mean, Torbellin. Get... He coached Torbellin, so he'll, you know, he could probably also get, you know, El, El Lagrimas Esmeraldas to man up. So I think yeah, I think that would be a good move. It would be a great move. Is uh, oh, those are really tight jeans. I can't look at that. But uh, <laughs> the uh, they you think outside the box getting foreign players too. They they they, they get guys like this, you know the the Johnny guy. I would and, I would I would be I would love to be the guy that gets paid to spray paint him spray paint him before the game. Just what? just to spray paint <laughs> him on, cover it you right underneath. He's gonna say spray paint me like what you do one of those girls. Would would you like take your time when you're in the package area? Absolutely. I got sure enjoy you the view, man. You still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Interesting. Interesting that that's. Uh... I guess I, I I'm watching. Uh, you know, in, in some ways, ways I don't know what. I was gonna say, in some ways, I'm just not a, I'm that that unlike uh, Pern, and you know, I'm I'm fiercely loyal. So I, I, after your your little crack about the jeans, I had to defend it. You know, I have to I have to admit that you know, for, for Fernando to talk trash about any team, how they they choke and underperform. I mean, as long as up until uh, Buse went to Monterrey, Monterrey were like the the biggest underperformers in history. Well, You're they absolutely spent a wrong. Of money, a no, no, of money. it's true. No, Monterrey, no. Monterrey, Monterrey was going to the semifinals and the final constantly with La Volpe. Unfortunately, hey, he was there for one him. year. Yeah. Hey, hey. did you yeah. forget? Pas- hey, Pasarela, Pasarela uh, won their second title, and this was what in 2003? 2005. 2000, 2000, I mean, it, it was Monterrey. Yeah, actually, not just Monterrey, Tigres as well. Yeah, they both they, they terribly have, underperformed. They have they have been yeah they're underachievers for the money that they spend. Doesn't fact, Monterrey have one of their titles? Isn't it one of those like mini league? They had the one. Made up titles? Yeah, that's I, I'm not I'm not even going to uh, I'm not going to answer that whole because I know what you're going I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're trying to discredit a very Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! No, please, Joel, continue. Continue, Joel. No, I was asking Ronnie because I know he's more uh, knowledge than more, in more the, of a historian. Yeah, what, what was the name yeah. of, that, of that tournament? That's it was called the, the it was, it, it, it was 86, or what was it? It was the Pro de 86. And, the Pro and, de 85, Pro de 85. Did Monterrey beat? Uh, they beat Tampico. Tampico Madero or just Tampico? The, the blue Tampico team? Ma- or the blue? No, no, Tampico Madero, Tampico Madero. Yeah. Yeah, but in like in those tournaments, they had, they had like like a like you would play like a small group stage, and then you would just advance to the liguilla. But you would only play like 
four teams. Or something now, the like reason that. for this, of course, is as everyone the World Cup is that at that time Mexico's World Cup team took a what was it a year long tour and went all over the world to prepare for the World Cup. So they weren't, and of course, another one of the reasons why there was a lot of resentment toward Hugo Sanchez is that. You know, as if you ask the players, he would show up cuando le dio la gana, you know, to, to, to play for the, the national team. Which, you know, of course, he was he was very busy playing for Real Madrid at the time, and they weren't uh, up for letting him just, you know, wander off to the national team. They didn't have fecha, fechas FIFA in those days, so there was, there was a lot of built-up resentment. And I think if you watch the highlights of the 86 team, when Hugo would score, would Hugo would do anything... He didn't have that many players come up and congratulate him or console him or talk to him or anything. It was a very interesting dynamic that they had. But, you know, the reality was that he was one of the best strikers in the world at the time, and, and obviously he needed to play. I think that was a lot of the I, – I think the press – I think the press had a lot to do with – oh, shit. <laughs> I saw the, a replay of uh... – Oh no! Yeah, no. I th- I think the press had a lot to do with uh, with building that animosity between Hugo and a lot of the players in in, in you know in Mexico. Um, you know because I mean they would if you see the interviews if you watch the interviews and you can find them on YouTube and stuff like oh, that. Oh my goodness! You could you could find you know they were it's like they were trying to start you know well, yeah they were trying to instead and I think you know yeah. after a while it started I mean had they were on the players yeah. oye tú tienes que ir a Roma y, y perder con Italia 5-0 mientras que Hugo se queda en España con su club y no tiene que hacer nada qué opinas no it's, it was a joke you know, you know what they they did that for the for you know when they started the beef with La Volpe because they would always every time you made a statement or or Anything that happened, they would go to the Pumas training camp to to you know ask Hugo questions about it. Yeah, I mean obviously they want to sell. I mean they, you know the the press wants to sell uh, papers and you know and ratings and stuff like that. So I mean they they had a, a lot to. There's a lot of blame to go into the press, you know, for that type of stuff and that that to, that sort of like toxic environment that you know that was you know going on between. And in retrospect, you know, it was wrong, you know. You know, but it's it's funny you mention that because I've noticed about the, especially the Mexican press in general, and I guess you can say that about about most. But I've I've really noticed that in Mexico, say, uh, you know, fulano de tal gets wasted and has a DWI, or you know, just something like that. I'm not gonna, you know, name names or anything, but say that that happens, or there's some major controversy with a the player, then the reporters are gonna try and get a soundbite from every single player and coach that week. About that guy, and then they're trying to, and then they're trying, like you said, they try to gin up a controversy, like, oh, uh, you know, this happened to Fulana de Tal. Coach X has this reaction to it, and they just, you know, see, you know, whenever they have their press conference, they're going to ask them that question, and that'd be the first story that they have, and it could get a little old sometimes, and it's just, they're just, they're just trying to keep keep the story alive until the next the next thing breaks. It's a, I guess it's a way for them to get clicks. Well, so you guys said uh, uh, done apologizing for Hugo. <laughs> apologizing for what? Because you know, if there was any animosity or whatever during when he was in the national team, it was all on him. Because all the trashy talk when La Volpe was coach, and that he brought it all on him. So he deserves every single criticism he got, 
every single analysis about how he sucked. He deserved it, every single one. And he deserves it especially because he failed with the national team. He didn't win nothing. He didn't win no trophy, nothing. Second place, some third place somewhere, BS crap. It, it doesn't amount to nothing. So he deserves Keep in mind, the, the team under him improved because uh, uh, prior to that under La Volpe, the team couldn't even win a knockout game outside Mexico. Yeah, yeah. true. That is true. And keep that's in mind, Fern, that's, Fern. That's a simplistic way to look at it because La Volpe <laughs> won, oh. won silverware. By, by simplistic, do you mean logical? <laughs> you know, the, the thing is the thing is that Hugo kind of, he had a, there was like a vendetta against him because he was one of the ones, uh, as a player, he was revolting against the, the federation, right? You know, some of the things that Rafa Marquez and these players are asking for, were asking for recently. You know, Hugo was asking for years ago before, you know, just from his experience playing in Europe. Well, so I think... Keep it, go ahead, even, forget, you know, even even the thing about the thing about with Hugo, and I've said this before, it, it didn't matter, it wouldn't matter if it was Hugo or Chep or whomever, that, neck, that following coach was going to go through a transition because there was a different generation of players. That's another excuse. No, it's not. No, it's it's the truth. You had Lavolpe, you had Lavolpe justify his losses. It's just because I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get. You know, I'm trying to find. You know, Borghetti's replacement. I'm trying to find Osvaldo's replacement. I'm trying to find. You know, you know, Cuauhtémoc Blanco's replacement and stuff like that. Even during his tenure, he was talking about that. But the thing about it is, at the end of the, you know, when Hugo started, he he couldn't rely on on, on Borghetti anymore. He couldn't rely on those guys anymore because they were past their prime. That's so, another excuse. He had Joe, other Joe, players. No, who, who, who did he, who did he have? That was well, well for example, uh, and, 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 and honestly, Hugo and honestly, had the best player and honestly, he has ever had, honestly, which is Neri Castillo, and he still failed. That's keep what in mind, the worst. that was his first time coming in to play with Mexico. He should have been called in years ago, but the previous administration they couldn't get That's him right, in because Neri, Neri said no to La Volpe. In fact, pretty emphatically. And and I don't want you to know, play. now you know, and the same thing that happened with you know with Hugo. After Osorio, after his, you know, thing, if, if he does make it to Russia, we're gonna have the same problem. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a transition because the Giovanni's, the Velas, and all those guys, they're basically already on the. They're either gonna be, they're at their peak, or they're gonna be already downhill. But you so, know, the, I mean, actually, Gio, you're correct. Gio, I don't I don't think that's gonna be the case because Gio, like Gio and Vela, they're really they're not the they're not the stars of the team anymore. They're role players. But they're already them, out. They're already retired. Dude, no, no. But hey, listen, listen. They're the, the 2005. They were 16 years old. So I mean, right now they're 26, 27. Yeah, but who cares? They're not playing anymore. That's but, what I'm telling you. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're right. not, I mean, no. You have a point. They're gonna be entering their prime. But I think those players. I mean, I don't think they have a. They're gonna. They're not carrying the national team the no, way Cuauhtémoc the, the thing was. is, the players for the going into 2022, some of those right now should be. We should have some options, like right we now. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot of options. We have Tecatito. Well, we got Jimenez. I think, I you know, think the national. Yeah, I think the national team set up is doing a, but, a but, good but, job. But, uh, but, but, but but let me. You know, reloading every two years. But, uh, but, the but, talent. But, but what, man? Okay. Remember, remember, and, hey guys, John, look. John, John has mentioned this before many times, and this is uh, in all in, in all the great teams, the consistent teams that they have one thing in common. They have la columna vertebra. They have that that column of of, of like the, your, your two set your two centers, uh, your, your mid, you know, el, el centro, el, el contención, and everything like that. 
and the striker. We don't have that. We're not going to have that. We're not going to have that after 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 2018. Tell me who, who who's going to who's going to be in their prime or who's going to be getting to their prime, dude? Because they're, they're know, all going to be on their downhill. Listen, listen. Ronnie, you the know, thing is, you okay. still got Hold these on. new players, uh, uh, interesting players like uh, Pizarro, uh, the, the Chucky, okay. Chucky Lozano. Hey. here. The, the thing is that the national teams, like they're 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 not waiting for the clubs to produce. They're going out. They're they're finding the talent. They're 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 calling them up. Remember. One thing I do agree with uh, with Nestor's run in the in the as the you know the what was the director of the Selecciones Nacionales was to set up the the program in a way where it's continually producing players with experience. Now their quality might not always be the same. Sometimes you know you'll have uh, ebbs and flows, peaks and lows. Uh, but I mean you'll have the players that are they're used to the pressure because they they've got more than five games, you know. Right, yeah. I got I to say something about this, about who's going to be there in 2018. Okay. Pern, you know who the grown-ups are talking, Pern. Let in, us talk. Oh, cállese la boca, güey. Wait, wait, wait. I think Pern's like, Here you go, Pern. Can you mind? No, no. Come on. Let's go. No, did anybody... Oh, my God, this guy... Well, no, let's hope did, it doesn't did, come to that. Hey, you should put that one from El Rey, El Rey, Juan Carlos. ¿Por qué no te callas? <laughs> Anyways, look. Uh, it's like, you know, no mames, way. <laughs> you, you know, you guys knew that in 2009 we we're gonna have a chicharito in 2010. No, nobody knew that. Keep in so mind, we, you can't we know still that got what's the great Carlos Fierro to. We still got the great Carlos Fierro that Jolie's banking on to, you know, reach his prime. Man, Carlos Fierro is busy being the front man of the group on vinyl. We talked about this earlier. <laughs> Pern, Pern, I understand what you're talking about. Like Chichetti, there's always going to be those players that come out of like you know they. Well, I, well, I wouldn't say Chichetti came out of nowhere, but I mean I know what you're talking about. Like for example, Bofo Bautista, he's a player that really didn't come in through the to the through the youth ranks, and and you know he just you know he came on you know kind of. I, I wouldn't say late in his career. Yeah. How 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 sad is it for Chivas that they have a tifosi of their their great players that they've had. <laughs> And Bofo was on it. How, how, what does that say about Chivas? Bofo is, is pretty. It says they're overrated trash. I I will Very. say this. I will say this about Bofo. Bofo to me, it's a player. The player that I didn't really think too highly of for a while, but there's like this two three years where he was just ungodly. I, I'm, 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 I'm add to that. I, I agree, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm remembering that he did score the goal. It, it, and there was wait, this wait. one. There was this one. Sorry, hold it. And I'll, and I'll let. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, 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 wait. It's time for Ronnie's rant. Ronnie's rant. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. Now there Go was ahead. this one. There was this one game in Copa Libertadores, and I remember. You know, uh, I don't remember the team, but the announcer was. He said he said something to the uh, uh, he said something like Mexico does not deserve a player like that. Were you watching uh, this game at that uh, the bar in uh, Houston, the one you mentioned? No, no, Rita's? no, no, no. no this was a, with, the, with the glory this, hole. <laughs> 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 it was it was multiple glory holes, Joel. Were you at the match? Was there a glory hole? Halftime entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. The th the thing about it is, and 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 I know Joel and I we've talked about this before, but you know, like el guest, you know, the the traditional ten in Latin American soccer is like is a is a dying breed. 
I mean, you know, after Riquelme and after Cuauhtémoc Blanco, I mean, really, there's not a, 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 a number 10 anymore. And Bofo for like those two, three years, like 2004, 2005, 2006, I mean, he was that, that player. You know, you're right. I'm thinking about uh, his uh, the Copa America that they had before they lost to Brazil 4-0. He was sensational when they had the tournament but, in Peru. And then, of course, his, his uh, the, performance. The Libertadores. In the, the, the Libertadores. Moneda. Was it was it was impeccable? Did he have a hat trick at juniors? Yeah, I mean he had those awesome, uh, he had those amazing long shot goals uh, uh, against so, Boca and also at the Jalisco and stuff like that. But no, I mean he was just, I mean he was amazing. And, I take uh, it back. I take, I take it back on my my comment. Yeah. I, 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 please, I, please accept my apologies. Call I want to I want to add to this, John. No, it's the obvious reconocer, but I, I'm gonna add this. Um, very few, very few players can actually rustle the entire Bombonera Stadium. <laughs> yeah. If I ask you to name I remember, them, it, it's I remember they spit on them. The whole stadium was against them, and if you, the guy that spits on them was the coach. No, but no, there was there was a dude that that jumped from the from the stands to go attack him, and uh, the the security helped him get back in. Go back to his seat. You know, and, and hey, God, I love him. Aguirre, when when Mexico played Argentina in in, in 2010, you know, I, I cannot fault him for 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 playing ball for that game because in his mind he was like, you know what, this guy when he plays against Argentina and Argentine teams, he just goes, he plays really really well. So I, I will never, you know, people always say, oh, the puso al bofo ni ni corrió. You know, Nicolio, and he, el Conejo Perez and blah blah blah. But I told right him to do that. He had Carrillo right there, and I, to me, it was more of his call. And I also, I think it was a gamble. But but I think that guy hadn't played like they didn't play him at all, and I think that that kind of hurt his chances as it, well. Hey, not, not playing the group stage. No, not in the group stage, huh? going back to the rustling, you know, I. Major props on that because you know he, he you know Bofo did rustle that entire stadium, uh, yeah. and that that entire team, which you know it's, it's you know kind of hard to do. And yeah, that's yeah. a that, that's coach? a legendary Was stadium. No spit on him. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I think which, and, he he actually he he flew back he flew back to Guadalajara to to apologize and like Bofo says like what what good does it what good is an apology if I'm suspended for the next game? <laughs> but but uh, but. You know, speaking of wrestling, another player, another legendary player that wrestled an entire stadium was uh, Cuauhtémoc Blanco in uh, America de Cali. Yeah, you guys remember that? Where like even Cuauhtémoc. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he wrestled. Yeah. He didn't get death threats. Yeah, death threats. Yeah. 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 Death <laughs> you know why I love Cuauhtémoc? Because what other player in the world can they do uh, a top ten of his of his of ass passes? <laughs> but those work. They work. Of course. <laughs> but seriously, what other player can has enough ass passes where they can go? You know what? Let's pick their their ten best. Let's pick this ten best ass passes. There's only one guy. There's only one guy. See, you guys are thinking about Guatemoc's ass right now. I know that. 
Nah, I think actually, Nedik, I see you pissed off some people too. Nedik, ay, ay, ay. That was a, talk about a mayfly. That's a, that's a topic for another day. I think we need to... <laughs> when Nedik Castillo said, you know, about the whole Europe, you know, that he was in Europe and that you guys weren't, that was classic. I need to get and that. that. And, and, and it was that, at that, that very moment that where it all just took a nosedive. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, that, you know, when the whole uh, stable uprising was, you know, going on, and, you know, it's like, <laughs> pero yo andado en dos mundiales, you know? You know, my favorite part about the whole, that whole Nettie <laughs> so episode had, was... So you admit it, huh? <laughs> What's that? So you admit it, huh? You, you pulled on Eddie sure? Castillo move? <laughs> yeah, I, I pulled it on you guys. <laughs> oh, is that what you were on about? Your little rant? Oh, that rant? Is that what the rant we're talking about? Okay. Yeah. He's still kind of. about that, even though nobody has brought it up. Oh, but Dutra, you guys have your own private little little message center that I, I refuse to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> I regret it every you're, day, John. You're, you're missing day. out. You're missing out. That's quite all right. You know the the funny thing about that whole Neri episode is that they played with Costa Rica, right? And they won, and the crowd was chanting Neri, Neri, Neri. And then Mexico scores a goal. I think it was Omar Bravo that scored. And they run up to Sven and they hug Sven, and then they all get in the line. You remember this? They all get in the line, and they're getting ready to do like a group celebration, and they walk backwards. Only a Mexican team with that much controversy would get together to show their 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 unity and solidarity and go backwards. I decided I always thought that was interesting. That that is up there with the fact that emodium is the official diarrhea medicine of the Mexican national team because that's what you want your national team to be associated with. Diarrhea. <laughs> Folks, this has uh, been another wonderful edition of the Dos Acero podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Join us next week because we have a big week next week. We have a couple of uh, national team qualifiers, games that mean something. So we'll be talking next Wednesday before I head on out to Vancouver, and I think Chiquis will still be down in in Mexico as he'll cover the game at the Azteca. Well, My name is John. Thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. Of course, we want to say thank you to Daniel Preciado. Daniel, sorry your your Guerreros didn't win tonight, but they it was a good they game. Get one, if they get one goal at the Azteca, that means the other guys got to score too. So you got to feel good about your chances. Yeah, yeah, not a bad game. Okay, I thought that should be a little more. I'll be at <laughs> I'll be at the Union okay. game this weekend. I'll be at the Union game covering uh, the Union. You're gonna uh, be. The, did you get the schedule straightened out? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be at the you Union. Know, and it's not I think, surprising. Uh, Juan will be at the Galaxy game. And I'll be at FC Dallas. It's not surprising that that you got confused because when I was looking at FC Dallas's media guide, I thought that I had it wrong because it had the list like it's like well there's no game this weekend, but that was last year's media guide. They still have last year's media guide on their website, so yeah. that's something we'll talk about uh, next week. Yeah. But the Ron, so you're going to the Union this weekend? Now the Union, they're not particularly very good, are they? No, they've been you know what they're what seven years into as a franchise. Uh, their uh, last last season, the player, the fans actually kind of revolted uh, and protested the uh, the front office, and the, you know the front office was trying to uh, trying to appease. Yeah, is is uh, Bimbo still their sponsor? No, they're still the sponsor. It's uh, 
you know, John Hackworth, he was like he he coached uh, up until like last year or, or 2014. He was, and he, you know, John Hackworth now is a uh, coach for the U.S. I think uh, youth 18 or whatever. He was actually uh, a coach. What, what's, what's that? Oh, U17. He's a U17s, I think, and U15. Yeah, he's, he's actually a coach that uh, tried to play, you know, more offensive. Uh, you know, one of the criticisms from uh, the fans was that the union would play a little too defensive, you know, because um, I mean they, I, I mean, and again, they're like they're a young organization and stuff like that, but it, it just seems like the front office was just always making bad choices with players and 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 the coaching and stuff. So, I mean, I know that's how I feel. That's how I feel when I go there. So. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, but they're off to a pretty good start, and hopefully, I can, you know, go play some, well, you know, some not, paintings. I'm, I'm not going to complain about their color scheme. They have they chose excellent colors. Oh, there you go. Doesn't it look like the America uniform, or the, or is it the Pumas? One of one of the Beto, Beto, uh, one thing: did you did you enjoy your uh, your game at the Dynamo? Yeah, it was good. Well, we'll talk about it probably later, but. Uh... I can just say that the press cheerleading was confirmed in my mind for MLS. What about it? They just praised the uh, Houston Dynamo. The press did not give uh, any type of negativity at all. I had to give some type of negativity, not to the coach. I was too scared to do that, but I asked Beasley if he thought the FC Dallas defense was just weak, and he said, no, the, our offense is just too good. <laughs> so, Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, and uh, Juan, did you enjoy your game uh, when you went to uh, cover the uh, the Galaxy? You know what, Matt? I did. Uh, I mean, you know, I was, you know, you guys knew I was a little nervous about it. I felt like a fish out of water. Um, but I, you know, I thought it was a good experience. Right. Uh, the food, the food was fantastic. Was you know, they had tortillas, they had enchiladas, dude. They was, you know, they they treat the press well. Good. That's uh, good. I thought that they had uh, chiles and nogada. Isn't that what you said last time? <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know Ronnie's. Uh, you know, I think I think Jolie is used to Vergara having on play for the uh, for the press lunch, so that was interesting as well. So no, no prison sandwiches. Well, Juan, it's good that you joined us tonight. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Joel, did you did you enjoy your your new segment, Joel? I did, I, but I'm afraid I couldn't live up to that pretty good intro. Well, I felt bad. I, 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 I <laughs> one extra, one extra homer code. I have to have. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it. I'll cut it down for you so that I don't want to. I want to put too much pressure on you. But, but thank you for joining us, <laughs> Fernando. Thank you once again for wow. your your very astute political analysis of situations. <laughs> I'm here for you guys. I'm here, and thank you again for hosting me. Of course, it's my pleasure. Uh, Cheekies, how did how did things go at the civil wedding? Did they did they sign the papers? Everything everything work out all right? Yep, signed papers. Gave a kiss at the end. It was all good. <laughs> but it, but but like they're not like officially married, at least not in the eyes of God. Correct? Only only in the government. Yeah, just the government. Yeah. That'll be tomorrow. So, so well, I guess what I'm getting at is that is that she still has to sleep at her parents' house. Correct. Yes. Damn. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. That's how things are. Well, Chiki, so your schedule for next week is you're staying in Mexico through the game at the Azteca. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I'll be in Querétaro mostly. Maybe head to Mexico by the end of next week. Yeah. 
You gonna drive down Highway 57? Yeah, I got another wedding to go to in San Miguel de Allende. Wow. My cousin. And then so I'll be all around all over the place, bro. Mm-hmm. So is it just the one wedding, or you go to the... Is that, is that your fourth or your wife? No, it's no, the one... No, he said his cousin. He's, you know, cousin. Let's, 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 let's not... It's a nephew today. It's a nephew. And then yeah. next week is a cousin. No, are you going to go you to married both married cousins? What? <laughs> hey, this is not Kentucky. Come on. So, is there, are you going to go to both weddings? Are you going to go to the civil and the religious ceremony next week as well? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know what next week's going to entail. I don't know the details. So. Yeah, so you're going to go north to San Miguel, then you're going to head on down to Mexico City, and you're going to go to go to the southern part of the city. So when you hit, like, Satellite, you only you only may have, like, 10 miles on the map, but it's going to take, like, three hours So because the oh, traffic yes. is so bad. So have yeah, fun with see. that. Have fun yeah, with that. Thanks. Sure, it's my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Ronaldo, enjoy your uh, game over at the, at the at Philly Union. And I believe that's it. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This has been the Dos Acero Podcast. We really appreciate you joining us here tonight. Of course, like we said, you can always listen to us live on YouTube or you can listen to the uh, redacted recording that we have on iTunes, which will be put up later in the week by our good friend, Albert and Chiquis. I want to hey, I want to thank uh, Sergio Cruz and uh, David Copeland, uh, Loredo. Uh, they're uh, they participated on the chat, you know, on YouTube. So, oh, you know thank what? You. I missed I missed the chat. Sorry about that. I was I couldn't find the link. I'm not that not that experienced. But anyway, well, we we do thank uh, Sergio and David. Thank you very much. This has been the Dos Acero Podcast. Please join us next week. We got a big show. Thank you all very much.